Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today we have Amanda Edwards with us, and she is going to tell us how we can amplify our launch by mastering our messaging. I'm going to hop into her bio, tell you guys how we met and how amazing she is, and then we'll move into her mompreneur story and all of the amazing strategies she has for us. Amanda Edwards is a business mentor who specializes in messaging and sales. She helps you communicate your message in a way that stands out from the noise and connects with who you're there to serve at a deeper level so that you can make more impact and feel aligned with your offerings. Amanda has led accounts and sales strategies over the past 15 years working with Fortune 100 companies where she has learned that there isn't a one-size-fits-all recipe for success. And when it comes to sales, there's no magic script. She's on a mission to bring the human connection back to business and leadership into the sales process. She's created the internationally chart-ranking Imperfectly Ambitious podcast, where you'll find a lot of real talk around life and business with the intention to leave you feeling uplifted, inspired, and ready to take action. And fun fact, we actually did a podcast together, so we'll make sure to link that in the show notes because she is amazing and you've got to check out her podcast and the work that she's doing. Amanda and I connected through the amazing membership mentor, Sam Harris, from episode number 17, and we became fast friends. We are so in sync with our views on getting clear, taking action, and making an impact with our businesses while still leaving space to be present with our families and as individuals. So when Amanda told me how she's supporting mompreneurs with strategic messaging to optimize their launches, I was like, yep, we need to hear more about this. And in our 15-minute teaser on Instagram Live alone, she shared three tactical messaging tips that bring such relief to your next launch. So I am beyond thrilled to go deeper and share her amazingness with you today. Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before we get into the magic of mastering your messaging, can you bring us up to speed on your background and mompreneur journey? I can. First, Megan, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I love the work you're doing and I'm just so grateful that we connected. So thank you for that. Yeah. So my mompreneur journey really started three to four years ago now, feeling what I keep referring to as this pull for more. And when I say more, I don't mean more money. I don't mean more credit or accolades or things. But it was frustrating me because I had this successful career. I had the family. I had this house. I had everything on paper. It's wonderful. And I'm not one to normally kind of not know what I want, right? And so I'm frustrated with myself. Like, what is this pull for more even mean? Like, what does that mean? And why can't you figure this out, Amanda? And I'm going to fast forward a little bit so we don't take up the whole episode. But (laughs) just through a lot of reflection, soul searching, and other resources, what I realized is, is that I needed to put my gifts to work in a bigger way. And if there was no evident opportunity for that in front of me, I needed to create the opportunities. And so I would find ways to do that in my career, which I've always loved. And then it led me to wanting to create an impact on my own terms. You know, what is that impact that I believe I can make in the world in a bigger way, which is, you know, my skills coupled with what I love to do and what I value and feel is so important. So how can I do that and bring that to other women who are wanting to do the same thing? And really for me, it's, and we all have heard this before, but 
at the end of my life, I want to sit there and look back and I don't want to have the regret of not doing the thing that I know I needed to do. And so that's what continues to drive me. And for me, that looks like figuring out how to take this accumulation of skills and experiences and what I believe to be true after 17 years in my career, bringing that to women who are wanting to start their own business, start their own thing, put themselves out there, how to do that and position themselves and message themselves and be able to serve in a bigger way. And I have two little kiddos, three and five. I have a little boy who's three, a little girl who's five. And like you all know, they keep you on your toes and their joy and, and all of it all at the same time. <laughs> yes. They feel the entrepreneur side of us for sure. Yeah. And uh, give us the opportunity and the lack of space to be really clear, yeah. which I think we're going <laughs> to dive into a lot today. But what I loved what you said, and it's something I can relate to, and I know so many other women can too. Because everybody listening to this is an overachiever, high achiever. I mean, I think that's an innate part of being mm -hmm. a mompreneur, but certainly the the type of women who are listening to this are in that space where you said you felt this pull to do more. Mm -hmm. And then you were so frustrated because you are not one to not know what in the world you're doing. And I know that was my same story as well. I was doing a styling business, a career that I had accumulated over 10 years. And it was fine. Like everything was fine on paper. Everything looked fine. But then my kids came along and I had that. I call it a whisper. You call it a pull. It's all the same thing where you just like know that you're meant to do more. And when you talked about at the end of your life, the big thing that helped me take one step forward to going towards my pull and call was realizing the legacy that I want to leave that at the end of the day, at the end of my life, what do I want people to say? It's almost like sometimes we're so low in the nitty gritty that we forget to pull up that high level view, yeah. 30,000 feet or whatever they say is the phrase. Mm. Never good with those. <laughs> when, when you pull up and then you think of like, how do I want my kids to describe what I yeah. do? What do I want to do at the end of the day? And sometimes it's just having that bigger vision mm -hmm. to tweak it. Absolutely. And so I love that you said that you did that and that you created the opportunity for yourself. Some people want to burn it down and start over and that's cool. And sometimes it's just creating new mm -hmm. opportunities in the spaces that you're already in. Because what you said is that you took the accumulation of your skills. And I think that that's sometimes something that we forget. And I'm sure we're going to talk about in Mastering Our Messaging is building upon the genuine you and bringing you to your brand. Well, I think sometimes we get stuck that we're forced to do one thing forever. Yeah. But like medicine and science and all of that, you know, you you have one hypothesis and then you learn more and you accumulate more knowledge and new skills. And so then you evolve and you grow and you recalibrate. And so I love hearing your journey in that and seeing in comparison the impact that you've made in the past three to four years in doing all of that. I mean, that's a lot of strides to do yeah. to still have because you still have a full time job, correct? correct. Yep. Still have your full nine to five on top of having your podcast your coaching services to help us with mastering our messaging. I mean, you're, you're an inspiration. And so I'm so glad that you are here to share with us. I'm honored to be here. But tell us a little bit then about this concept of bringing you into your brand so that we can really amplify our launches. You know, if we're out there, we're experienced mompreneurs, we're already launching products. We kind of know that, but how can we optimize it and make it better by leveraging the accumulation of skills like you did, like we've been talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. And I think no matter how experienced you are and you can know how to do the thing like so well, and you know what it is that you're doing or you're teaching or you're producing or you're offering. I was just talking to a woman. I'm helping her with her messaging last week. And 
she's very proficient in what she does, but we so easily can dilute ourselves and we discount the very thing that actually means the most and will draw people in the most and that we can offer the most value because we don't realize how valuable it really is because you take it for granted because it comes second nature to you. And the very thing that comes second nature to you, you write off because it's not hard for you. And so therefore you assume that it doesn't have value when actually a lot of other people think that's very hard. (laughs) And that's the point. Like those are, I always say, like, when I say, bring yourself into it more, Like you've been given gifts, but it's up to you to put those gifts to work. So put yourself into what you're doing by way of don't hide behind this curtain of like, this is what I think I should be doing, or this is what everybody else is doing. This is how everywhere from like your messaging and your marketing to then the tactics that you're using or the strategies that you're using, don't just do the next hot thing because that's what everybody seems to be doing. And yet it doesn't feel right to you. And then you're not going to have that conviction. Your energy is not going to be in it and it won't be successful for you because it's not in alignment. 100%. Yeah. I love what you said there about because we don't think it's hard and because we find it easy, then we can just discount it mm-hmm. or dilute it yeah. or add more things in. And you know that I'm all about simplifying. Yeah. Like how can we clear the clutter and focus on what's easy. And so sometimes I think it's hard. I think there's two parts of it. One, it's hard because sometimes we might not even recognize the thing that is easy, like Mm -hmm. you said, because we just kind of pass it by. Mm -hmm. It's just part of what we do and who we are. So there's like having somebody there to say, hey, whoa, 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 stop. This is your thing. (laughs) You're missing some big gold here. That's so true. And then, yeah. And there's the other side of it too, of like, we think that things can't be easy. Mm-hmm. We think that it can't just be that mm-hmm. and that that wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be valuable enough. And so I love how we can compare that in here and talk about like, yeah, it can mm-hmm. be simple. It can be easy. That's what it should be because then that's when it unlocks great results for your clients and great results for you. Talk to us a little bit more about that concept of not making it hard. Like when you're working with clients, how do you start to uncover or how long does it take for you to start to uncover that unique part of them that they might be passing over? Um, Not long at all. Usually it's quick for me to see what they're holding back on. And there are a few areas that can easily stand out as to be like, okay, this is the area that if they drilled in a little bit more, or unveiled a little bit more that they would start to see results by way of engagement or responses, or even just things that indicate that they're connecting at a deeper level. Right. Yeah. Can you dive a little deeper into that? Like, what is it that you notice or like, whoa, red flag, here it is. So I'm going to say this with the caveat. We hear about tell your story a lot. That is important, but I want to get more specific. People are afraid to share their own relative story. What I mean by that is why even even the work that you're doing is important to you. Like you've probably gone through something that has led you to where you are. And now you're helping a previous version of you for somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And so paint the picture for people to help them understand that, you know, where they're at and that they can start to connect deeper with you. I think sometimes the misconception is because there's a spectrum. Some people like share their whole life story and they really get down and dirty and they're super raw and vulnerable and they share everything. And then you have some people where it's like, you don't really know who they are because it seems like a wall is always up. Being authentic and being vulnerable doesn't mean you have to go divulge every piece of your life story. 
but share certain things about your own journey that led you to doing what you're doing now. Like, did you find yourself working until midnight every night and your relationships were suffering and you were at the end of your rope every day and you were snapping at your kids? And then what did you do to change that as a result? Like share those tidbits so that people can see that because you're qualified to do the work. Like you, you have a bio, right? And people can read your bio and clearly you're like, okay, you've got your stuff together. You're probably qualified to help me, but what actually connects me to you? That's great. You've been doing something for this many years. That's great that this is your background. That's great that you're certified in this or that you've run this type of a business in the past. Okay. But tell me something that connects me to you in your messaging, right? Like hit that human element. So that's one thing along with that specificity. That's what I was going to say about that. What it, what it reminds me of is like, yeah, you don't have to tell your whole memoir no. biography. No. Like, and probably we don't need to hear all of that. <laughs> and it's easier for you if you don't have to list it out unless you're actually writing a book. But right. I love what you said there about the specifics. Yes. Like when you painted that picture right there, it didn't have to be this huge what happened over the course yes. of that year when it was yes. happening. You You painted a very specific moment. And in doing it, you were very specific on the details. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can talk to this more. That's what we connect with. Yeah. It's those micro, it those micro little things, like the the movie kind of scene mm-hmm. that you can yes. see in your head of, I can put myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know I am a person, especially when it comes to content and marketing, that I feel like I know all of the things that I want to tell you. And so I'm going to word vomit them all to you. And so micro for me is really hard. So can you share with us along those lines lines of being specific, like any tips Mm -hmm. or tricks of how you help people Mm -hmm. uncover, whoa, here's the story and here's how we can drill down even more. Yeah. So to find those stories, think about what you're doing now. Think about the message that you want to create. Think about the impact you want to make, why it's important to you. And then a really simple thing to do that'll start to get you brainstorming is everything changed for you when? ask yourself that question. And was it a moment where you're sitting at a table across from somebody and they said something to you and you realized something? Was it when you were at your breaking point at midnight on your computer, feeling like you couldn't breathe? And the next day you and your spouse had an argument, like think about those stories, everything changed for you when, or you used to think this until this start to just brainstorm around that. That's a real kind of tactical thing to start to do, to at least start giving you a quick little something to take away from this. That'll start to stem some ideas. And then from there, I would say a lot of people are like, that's great. Even when I find those stories, I don't know where to start. I might be on social media. I might have an email list. I might, but I don't feel comfortable. What are some tips, right? To start to put some of those moments out there. Here's what I would say. Start in a safe environment by way of, if you have an email list, start there. It's a controlled environment. It's not all over the place. They want to hear from you. They signed up to hear from you. Start sprinkling in some stories there and just start to get more comfortable yourself. I guarantee it'll start to feel good as long as you're divulging enough information, but you still feel comfortable with divulging it. Right. Cause I do want to stress, I'm not here telling you that you have to talk about things you're not uncomfortable with. I think there are small moments though, throughout your journey that can make a huge impact. If you just realize it's in the small moments and the specificity that you can really make a big impact and connect deeper. I love what you said there in the small moments, because that to me relates back to motherhood as well. Like when you think about the times that you had this big grand idea, like 
you know, at the time that we're recording this, the holidays are coming up. And so how often do we think of like, okay, we're going to do this huge thing and it's a magical time of the year and da, 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 da. And then maybe that doesn't work out. And then you're either totally. left disappointed or you then sit down later and maybe you laugh about it or you have a little moment on the couch where you're all just sitting and snuggling and watching a movie together or you put an ornament on the tree or you think about those small moments and those are the ones that really matter. Those yeah. are the ones. And so what I love about mompreneurship is how we can weave the two mm -hmm. thoughts. They're both tools that we can use in either sides of our life. We're applying it differently. Yeah, but how can we? how can we use that analogy on both sides? Totally. Life and business have so many um, synergies. Like you just have to realize that. And it's so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that is huge. And I love how you said start in a space that you feel comfortable mm -hmm. with and yeah. that you use the word sprinkle. Cause that yeah. to me already has relief built into it because yeah. it's again, small micro. It's like, what can we do to put one step in front of the other to start testing? And Tell me too, like maybe we do that and maybe the story doesn't land or mm -hmm. we're not sure if the story lands. One, it's good that it's in a safe space because it'll yeah. make you feel better. But two, how do we gauge that the story that we're starting to sprinkle in is mm -hmm. actually the right thing to be doing? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, and this is not just a canned kind of woo-woo answer. It's true. Listen mm -hmm. to your gut. Listen to your intuition. Is it genuinely part of your story? If your gut tells you yes, and if your gut tells you this is why this is important to me, that's going to come through. So that's number one. Like gauge it with yourself first. Don't don't grasp for a story just because it seems like eh, this might fit the bill. No, you know. Trust your gut. And then when you put it out there, it's not going to be like a one and done, right? You start to sprinkle it in, and you'll just start to see probably somebody will respond to your email that maybe haven't before. And is like, Oh, I love this. Or you might start to see more engagement on your social media, just by way of people engaging on your stories or commenting just kind of organically, because they start to see more of who you are and they start to see more of themselves in your story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's helpful. It's like, listen to your gut first and foremost, because most likely if it's telling you to do something, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And then seeing the responses, I feel like that's a helpful and tangible way. Like you said, it it comes with consistency. Mm -hmm. It's not like overnight you're going to become viral because you decided to share your story. But but the connection is the point of it all is how can we connect yeah. it? And just focus on that. Focus on one tidbit and focus on reaching one person and picture a person that you're talking to. And as you start to do that, that's when you'll start to see more of the results. But just focusing on that intimate connection and what you know that can do for somebody and that'll start to grow. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, so that's the basics of it. The basics is how can we have these micro stories that we share based on our mission and our legacy and our goals and then our past self and where we were at in those moments, like you said, when everything changed for you or when you used to think this and now this happened and so you think that. So so that's the basics. Can you take it one step further in thinking about a launch? Mm -hmm. So how do we use all of these things to amplify our launch and maybe it's a, a runway or a formula yeah. or something we need to know of how often we're doing this, but how can we use this concept to take it to the next level? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's not a one size fits all formula. And of course it depends on what you're launching and what type of program it is or what type of service or product and what price point. And basically, you know who you're talking to and the journey they have to go through. And that's what I want to say is it really depends on whatever you're launching next where are your people now? 
And what do they have to go through and how long is that going to take in order for them to be ready to purchase what you're launching next? And so what I would say is think about what are you launching next month? What are you thinking of launching two months from now, three months from now, and what can you start seeding now? And, you know, Megan, you talked earlier and I think it, it's easy for us too to kind of be like, oh my gosh, I can see this whole picture. And I just want to put it all out there now in multiple emails or multiple posts. I just want to say like, here's what I'm offering. Here's how to buy it. Those posts are important. Those emails are important and you have to have those sprinkled in. Now, if you have a runway, it's an opportunity to start sprinkling in those moments, those stories, the call to action is nothing more than just like the connection type of a content. Right. And so you put that out there and then you have in there, you're sprinkling in ideas that essentially before you're selling a product or a service, you have to sell them on an idea first, a series of ideas likely. And so that's what people don't realize is if you're in the business of it, you're not just selling your services, you're selling ideas that they have to get on board with first and realize that now they're prepared for what you're actually selling as far as the transaction goes. Mm -hmm. And that could look like, you know, what are some of the mindset shifts they have to go through? What do they believe is in their way? What are some of the things holding them back? What are those layers? If you picture an onion, just the layers of an onion that you have to peel back in order to really have them be ready. And you kind of just take them on that journey versus going from talking about your day to day now to boom, here's what I have to sell you. And here's why it's important. Walk them through like a roadmap of what that needs to look like. So I love what you're saying here, just to recap. So the the timing of everything and how often and how much is going to depend on like what you're doing. I would assume that a bigger ticket item needs more nurturing versus mm-hmm. something that's like $7, $17 that doesn't need yeah. as much. Is that correct? It is correct. Yes. And you know where they're at now. Like if you've pivoted, right. if you've pivoted and maybe they're used to hearing a certain message from you. You have to take that into consideration. So how do you start to plant for them the seeds and lay out that new roadmap for them? If there's a circumstances externally in the world that needs to be addressed, just think of where they're at and like what else is taking their time and energy and focus that maybe is diverting them from what you know you can serve them with, right? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. And that was something I wanted to bring up too, is like you said, where are they at? And it's not only who are they and like getting in their mind, but where are they on the customer journey? Where are they in the awareness phase of what you even have to sell or maybe even in recognizing that they're having that problem and that they need it? And so I'm really happy that you addressed that and that you used the word seeding. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the key there because I think, like you said, oftentimes it's we go from zero to 60 because we're excited and we see the whole vision. But I I always find that everything with business and life is very cyclical, like flowers and all the nature stuff. That's what it really reminds me of. And so I love how you said seeding there because that's right. You've got to like nurture it and grow it. And we hear those things all the time. But hearing about this runway is... So helpful. And so I'd love to hear from you in regards to that about this runway with your sales experience working Mm -hmm. in these big Fortune 100 companies and any story you have or background, because I think like big, well-oiled machines do this Mm -hmm. innately. And they've been doing it for years and years and years. And so I think sometimes we don't want to be that big cruise ship of a big company. 
nice to be the little speedboat of entrepreneurs, mompreneurs that we are, but I do think there's some lessons that we could take and how they do it so easily. So can you share with us in terms of that runway and the impact that having that runway makes, like when you're working on bigger campaigns or when you have in the past, how big are those runways? Like, how are they doing? Well, here's what I want to say. And I think that's a great question to offer this feedback. And I think it's going to give you some freedom and a sense of relief in that, Part of my own story is I work in a technology industry that it's changed now, but a handful of years ago, it was like 7% women, even fewer women in my role. It's always many times the only woman in the conference room that didn't bother me. Right. But now I can reflect back and see like, what were my successes? What made me quote unquote successful in that role? Because I remember at the time thinking for years, like, I had to be more technical. I had to be able to speak to this process. I had to be able to, and that's, what's going to make me successful. No. And that's my own story. I thought that until I realized Mm -hmm. what actually was contributing to my success was the fact that I threw all scripts, all sales, quote unquote process and steps out the door. I trusted my gut. I listened to my intuition. I leaned into focusing on leadership, what I call leadership-based selling. I leaned into my communication skills and selling a vision before the customer themselves could actually see it. So that's what that is. It doesn't matter if you're selling $3 million projects Mm -hmm. or a $300 class or a $30 ebook. The point is we all are selling a vision before our person can even see it themselves. So to directly circle that back, I'd be selling big projects, right? But I would paint that picture of what's possible, what it could look like for them five years down the road, how it would make their life easier, how they would be in a whole nother place, right? And then I'd have to seed those ideas and I'd have to listen. I'd have to adapt to who I'm talking to. I would have to have enough discernment to understand when they weren't the right fit so that it wouldn't be detrimental to either of us just to try to fit something that's not working. I'm not going to try to convince them. I want to try to partner with them to make it better. Mm-hmm. So all those concepts carry through mm-hmm. again, regardless if it's $30 or $3 million. Yeah. No, I love what you're saying there. And not that this is like the conversation, but I think it's a good reminder and relief for us of as women, this is how we're kind of naturally hardwired. Mm-hmm. That you said you trusted your gut. Yes. You were intuitive. You used your communication skills, which yep. is something that we have, and that you went based on the vision. And at the end of the day, it's all like you tapped into the emotions and the feelings. Yeah. I think, again, not to get into that part of the conversation, but like men tend to be more process oriented based on their hormone levels and all of the things, like just the science of it. Episode number seven with Ash McDonald. She talks Mm. about us as women and cycle syncing and how our hormones are different just biologically, not to get in any other conversation than that. So that's what this reminds me of is like, yes, we have been living in a process oriented world and things are changing and we run just biologically differently. And so that's our superpower. Yeah. You know, and that's what you've used as your superpower to to change the story and the runway and the sales experience for people. And so I, I just love that you mentioned that. Thank you. And I won't go much farther down that rabbit hole, but I do feel so passionate about it. So I'm glad you brought that up is that I'm also all on board. I love a good strategy and I know the power of connecting to that 
feeling piece, trusting your gut, using your intuition, letting that guide you because I've seen the success from it. And I just know how powerful that is and not to shy away from that. You know, people think that it's like, well, I just have to jump on board with the next strategy or the next, like, no, there can be strategies that work for you and an alignment for you, but trust your gut, what works for you, what works for your situation, what works for this season for you. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power in that. It reminds me what you had said, and I was writing it down before you had said it earlier when you said you have to sell them on an idea. Mm -hmm. And what it reminded me of was the mindset shifts. Like you need to shift their mindset, which again, as women, because we tell stories well, we connect well, like we're nurturing. That's just, Mm -hmm. again, biologically who we are. It all wraps back to and reminds me of the whole game, quote unquote, game of life. Yeah. It's 99% mindset and or 99.9% mindset and 0.1% of strategy. Like it's all about the mindset. And so I think it totally. is our superpower. And I agree the intuition, the communication, the vision, that's what I'm all about as well. And yeah. so basically when you think about the messaging and nailing it down to that and then being confident in knowing you have the tools you already need inside you, but sometimes you need someone's help to pull them out and refine them. I had a coach, and I say this all the time, who always said, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Mm -hmm. And even if it's our thing that we do, I'm sure you still need help with messaging because you're just too close to it. For sure. Your own is the hardest, right? Like I can help anybody else. And when it comes to my own, sometimes I'm like, well, that's not really clear. (laughs) Totally. Right. You spend hours doing your own thing. I'm all about simplifying my business. And then sometimes I overcomplicate my business. I'm like, what in the world? This is what I help people with. Yeah. That's just human. (laughs) Exactly. That's just life. So I love, I love that that's how we can really think about this. At the end of the day, amplifying your launch is all about figuring out what in the world you're doing, getting really, really clear on your vision and simplifying it and realizing that we shouldn't dilute or discount the things that we do best. The fact that it's easy is probably the sign that that should be the thing that you're doing. And when you can see what's holding you back from doing that, then you can infuse that in your story. And I loved the two quotes that you said. You can ask yourself, everything changed for you when? And I used to think this before this happened. I think those are two huge parts. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you need to just have a runway to nurture, be yourself, shift people's mindsets, give them that awareness by trusting your gut, your intuition, your communication, and again, bringing that vision into everything that you do and tapping into emotions, not in a bad way, but in a good and helpful way, because that's the way that we truly connect. Is there anything else that we're missing from there for amplifying your launch results? No, I don't think so. I think focus on that story, that specificity, that speaking from your heart, which is what we were just talking about essentially in that intuition piece. And you get so much in your head about trying to wordsmith everything or trying to figure out what's the next post or email that should go in this sequence versus what do they need to hear right now? What needs to happen right now in order to prepare them for the next thing? Where are they at? How can I meet them there? In so many ways, it sounds like I'm oversimplifying this, but truly, if you're feeling stuck, ask those questions and write the dang email or show up on Instagram and answer it. And you'll start to see a difference. And I say that because it's so easy to plan out and a good plan. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about a good plan, but like you plan everything out for however long, whatever that looks like. If that means social media posts, email posts, your launch. But then you sit there and if something comes to you and you're like, oh my gosh, they need to hear this. This is important. Oh, never mind. I see it's Tuesday. It's not on the schedule. I'll just 
talk about it later. Like, no, like you have a plan, but have room to actually put your heart and intuition into it when it comes up and it's the right time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that flexibility. And what it also reminds me of is Kathy Heller talks about just be a C student. It's hard for us as overachievers. And that's what your your podcast and everything is all about. Like, how can we be imperfectly ambitious? And it's all about like, yeah, how can we take, even if it's messy action and just put one foot in front of the other? And so I love, again, that tangible thing because I often will find myself when I'm struggling and that tends to be when I'm like trying to clarify mm-hmm. things and write a post and get my messaging out there that I'll spend time working on it. I'll be pulling my hair out and then I'll stop and be like, what am I doing here? Yeah. How am I overcomplicating this? Why am I overcomplicating this? And how can I make it more simple? And so I love that tangible question that you can ask of what do they need to hear right now? Mm -hmm. And if you could do it proactively instead of pulling your hair out for two hours first and then stopping yourself, Uh that's a gift that you're sharing with everybody, these questions. So I really appreciate you sharing them. I'm sure everybody right now is listening and is like, I need help. Help me, please. Help me figure out what is my spark? What's the thing that I might be overlooking and Mm -hmm. putting that into our messaging? What is the way that you can help people on their journey? You know what? The best bet is there's a free masterclass you can just go grab. And it it's a messaging masterclass and it'll give you some key aha moments for sure that you can start to apply right away. So go to imperfectlyambitious.com forward slash magnetize your message. Yeah, you'll you'll find it there. You'll link it. It's either magnetize your message or just magnetize. I think it's magnetize your message, but it's like a half an hour masterclass on messaging where I give you some real tangible actions that you can start doing that hopefully you'd start to see a shift and stand out from the noise, but being in alignment with who you really are. That's huge. I think the noise piece, the alignment piece. We we speak the same language, which yes. I love. We just yes, I love it. Support in different ways because messaging yeah. is not always my forte. So no, I love it. I love what you're doing. Totally, mm-hmm. just a good yes synergy there. Oh, a hundred percent, awesome. Well, if you are ready, we can move into rapid fire questions. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. All right. So the three things that I have found to be the most helpful in mompreneuring with a little bit more ease are strategy, support, and self-care. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you've shared with us today? Mm, I love it. Okay. So to be more present and productive, and actually I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I know you'll appreciate it because you're all about the simplifying. What I've been doing recently is how can I make this easier? Okay. That's a question that I ask myself and that leads to, okay, great. Instead of having this perfectly put together Canva template, which I love by the way, don't get me wrong. But in this case, I had this worksheet that I was putting out there with a list of 20 different questions for people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what's the point of this worksheet? Is it to be prettier? I knew this worksheet was going to give a ton of value. They weren't going to pay attention to how it looked in that case. Right. So let's make it simple. Let's go a shareable Google doc Mm -hmm. instead of spending much longer tinkering around in Canva. And then I can maybe like do the meal prep that I want to do, hang out with the kids on the floor for half an hour, you know, like then it all filters over. Right. Right. Exactly. So how can this be easier? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question. And that sounds like I'm oversimplifying it, but truly that's what I've been doing a lot recently. And it changed what my action was versus what it would have been. A hundred percent. There's a quote that I shared in episode number 19 of the podcast where it was a solo episode with me. And it's that your thoughts attract your actions 
that create your reality. And I feel like that speaks to it so much. Totally. Like, how are you thinking about things? How are you doing things? Which then are you scattered or are you focused? And yeah. then that is the action that you're going to take. And then at the end of the day, how we live our days is how we live our life, which means those are the actions that we're taking. And so I love that we're on that same wavelength of yeah. how can I make this more simple? <laughs> Absolutely. All about it. <laughs> I love it. Well, number two, what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? Oh my goodness. People, people, the answer is always people. And that is my husband, my family who can step in and support as needed. That is team, whatever that looks like. It's always people. And we can't lose sight of that because we can't do it alone. You never can. You won't know everything. You can't do it all alone. And so you have your own team, whatever that looks like in your life. Yeah, it's huge. You could not do it. It really takes a village. We actually need the village. It's very important. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you know, I could go into there other resources and there's other tools and things if it's specific to business. But overall, though, that is the number one resource. I agree. I agree. Awesome. Tell me, what's your go-to self-care activity? When you have a little me time, Mm. what do you do first? I go for a walk. I need it. I go for a walk. And even if it's like 20 minutes or 10 minutes, I find for me, it just clears my mind, lets me take a breath. I get out there. I live in Minnesota. So, you know, many months of the year, it's a little brisk, but it just the fresh air and the movement and then the quiet. Many times I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have a lot coming in all the time. Right. But on those walks, most of the time I try to create walks that are just quiet. Like I'm not even listening to anything. Cause there are times, many times I'm also walking and listening or walking and talking, but I try to create those other times when it's just quiet and the fresh air and nothing else. I got to say, I love seeing your Instagram stories. When you post your picture of like, you're on a walk. walk. Yeah. It always inspires me and makes me feel like, (laughs) like I see your background and I breathe in a sigh of relief and I'm like, more of that too. Cause I'm in Cleveland. And so like you're, you've got it a little chillier than us, but we're pretty similar in temperature. And so the summertime, it's great to get out and about and walk, but in the wintertime, I'm just, I'm like, mm, I don't want to be cold. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. And you know what? That's going to be my tendency too. And even now it's gotten a lot colder, but I have a little dog who he's going to be the one who's going to force my walks, which I guess, you know, overall, I'm grateful for that but <laughs> in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is a funny story that you can tell us that only us mompreneurs will be like, oh my gosh, girl, I feel ya, I get it. And I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of like, the, is there one single moment? Because I right. have had where the kids like running around peeing on the floor and you're on the phone and you're going, oh my gosh, I've had the time when I thought I was on mute and I'm talking... <laughs> This is a mom moment, but it was to my dog. I'm talking to my dog in this like silly dog voice. And then I realized (laughs) that I was not on mute. You just have to laugh at yourself. I've had totally kids jumping into the picture. We're all on video all the time on Zoom. And so it's hard to find a moment, but I've had those times. It's the times when it's like, oops, I thought it was on mute. And I'm either like scolding my child or I'm talking to my dog in a weird voice that's right. I don't know. That we all know, because I think a lot of us hit the dogs, or if you have yeah. babies, you probably talk with That's a similar right. voice. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah the whole mute voice. thing. There's got to be some kind of, I feel like I just talked about this in another episode where we need some kind of device uh-huh. or something to help because that is a situation. <laughs> I mean, it makes us all more relatable, storytelling, genuine, and all of the things. Yeah. But yeah, it's sometimes you're like, oh, well, wish yeah, that well. would have happened. Yeah. Just can't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amanda, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your strategies, uh-huh. your insights, your mindset shifts, everything you've shared with us today on how we can amplify our lives through amazing messaging. You are so generous and I so appreciate you. And I cannot wait for everybody to check out that free masterclass you talked about so they could dive even deeper into this subject. That'll be linked in the show notes. Thank you again. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you. It was such an honor. Thanks so much. Hey, my amazing mompreneur. Before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to hop in with an exciting announcement. If you were listening to this conversation and loved what Amanda and I had said, but feel like you're missing your legacy vision, mission, why, and really a simplified business plan, I've got great news for you. Our template shop is officially launched. There you will find my very own simplified business plan, which my clients have been using to streamline the work they're doing and go from scattered to simplified in their business just like that. Head to themompreneurguide.com slash templates to check this one out for yourself and get your legacy, vision, mission, and why all mapped out so that you can go have an amazing launch with great messaging. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Ready to simplify your biz so you're more present and productive? Head to themompreneurguide.com slash simplify to join my next free live coaching event. See you next time.